Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Good morning. I'm Colleen Hood with Mike Tom. Welcome to Connections. When I say pastor, what do you think of? I'm going to say church, preaching, sermons. Yeah, those are good. Uh, I think of like counseling, hospital visits, weddings, funerals. Yeah. Many people might not think of pastors and feats of strength going hand in hand, but today's guest is not just a pastor. He's the world's strongest pastor. Seriously, the world's strongest pastor today on Connections. Reverend Dr. Kevin Fast pastors a Lutheran church in Coburg, Ontario. Now, you're not just any pastor, and we'll hear about what makes you unique. But first, for those of us on the prairies, where is Coburg? Yeah, Coburg, Ontario is right on Lake Ontario, and we're an hour drives east from Toronto. Okay, so uh, you're a Lutheran priest, and now there's a pretty interesting reason we're talking to you, to you today, but first of all, tell us about your ministry. How long have you been in ministry, and how did you feel the call to ministry, that kind of stuff? Sure. Um, actually, I'm uh, my personality is uh, I'm a total introvert. I don't like being near or in front of people. <laughs> <laughs> so became uh, a priest. When I went to uh, I went to uh, McMaster University in Hamilton, and I majored in mathematics because I didn't like to read or write. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people, you don't like being in front of people, near people, reading or writing, and you're a priest. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm the perfect material, right? <laughs> yeah. So you, so so you must have felt a pretty strong call from God then. <laughs> well. There really is. You, I can't make sense of why I'm a, a pastor in the church, but uh, um, yeah, just um, that uh, desire to try this direction. And uh, I got my first confirmation of uh, being able to do this when I first stood in front of people and delivered my first sermon. So it took many years for me to get to this point, and uh, and I was able to get through it without the tennis ball in my throat uh, choking me. <laughs> and uh, I knew I could proceed, and uh, I haven't looked back since. Um, so I did my, uh, and, I, and another thing, I, I really disliked school. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did 15 years of university. And <laughs> Isn't that funny? Don't you find that it's kind of how God works at times? Maybe the, the things maybe we don't enjoy the most is what he ends up calling us to, but it kind of builds us, right? Yeah, you know what? Um, it, I've been uh, a full-time minister. Um, um, I was ordained in 1992. Um, I, I looked after two churches out in Manitoba and Saskatchewan, and uh, and I've been in my current place for, I think, 27 years. Wow. And it still exhausts me. <laughs> after I do uh, the service or have to, you know, whether it's a wedding, a funeral, or whatever I am called to do, um, it exhausts me, and I uh, have to go have a nap. What is it about ministry, though, that keeps you going and keeps you interested? Yeah. Um, well, as it turns out, uh, even though this is contrary to my personality and makeup, I uh, love to do it, and um, I love talking to people about the gospel and... Uh, and seeing a little glimmer in their eye that, hey, this is uh, important to them, too, and it, it, it makes it uh, worthwhile and keeps me going. And Because it, 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 life's getting tough these days, and uh, 
uh, giving a message of hope is uh, uh, more important now than ever. Now, and did you say you've been at your current church since 1993? Yes. Now, I don't know. In this day and age, that seems kind of unusual. Maybe a pastor five years in one place is really good, right? What's kept you there for so long, do you think? Yeah, you know what? I think the average stay of, like any denomination, any pastors, roughly about six to seven years would be a, a, a long run. Um, so we came here, and I told my wife, uh, don't unpack the boxes. We're only going to be here one or two years. <laughs> and again, the opposite took place. <laughs> and... Uh, I love the people here, and uh, I believe that's reciprocated, and uh, it's a real joy to um, do ministry uh, in this area. So here's the real reason now that we tracked you down, because I caught something. I believe it was in maybe the Lutheran newspaper. I was uh, taking a look through there and noticed something interesting. The 2020 edition of the Guinness World Records book was launched recently, and you are in that book. Not once, not twice. How many Guinness World Records do you hold? I've currently set 31 Guinness World Records. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 31? Well, that's just a typical pastor. <laughs> that's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's led you to be named the world's strongest priest. How do you feel about that? Well, that, that's a, a moniker that um, I, I did an interview uh, for uh, the Daily Mail in uh, Britain. And they sort of labeled that. Um, at least in our area, we don't use the word priest with uh, a Lutheran. More uh, pastor? I, I get called, when I was out west, I only got called reverend, and out east here, I just get called pastor. Yeah. <laughs> but nowhere do I get called priest except in print. <laughs> <laughs> so but that's okay. What, what, was the, uh, what was the first ever world record that you broke or set? Sure. So I, I was watching TV one day and saw some World Strong Men competitors pulling a fire truck and uh, thought, boy, that looks fun. <laughs> so I called, I called up the fire department and then asked if I could borrow a truck. <laughs> and uh, I live in such a town where that's possible. <laughs> hey, Chief, it's Pastor Fast. I want to borrow a fire truck. Sure. Little did they know what you were going to use it for. Um, yeah, so um, they let me um, try pulling the truck, and I was able to pull it a few feet, and I thought, oh, I might try to develop this skill to see where it goes. I had no big plans, and uh, they had me come back and pull a fire truck for Fire Prevention Week. This was back in 1997, and then in 1998, someone asked if this could be a Guinness World Record. So we approached Guinness, and they said, no, there's all these rules and regulations um, for us to adjudicate it. So we set up a world record attempt, and in 1998, I set my first Guinness World Record. It was pulling a 18-ton fire truck, 100 feet. Wow. What, is, what do you even do to prepare for that? Well, I, uh, it, even then, I was, it, I was still developing the skill to do it. Um, I didn't have the right footwear. I used running shoes, which um, when you sort of lean down and exert a lot of force, they just slip. Mm. So I lost a lot of rubber off my shoes in those early days. Then I found out that uh, rock climbing shoes don't allow your feet to slip. So over the years, I picked up tips and improved 
my technique and uh, and my training, for example, I pull uh, my pickup truck up hills around the area, usually in front of my house. Oh, my word. <laughs> Were you into fitness or working out before you decided to uh, pull all these heavy things? Yeah, I sort of grew up in a family where uh, my mom and dad used to talk about strength feats and how my dad was strong and my grandfather was strong, and it fast, strength fascinated me. And so just out of curiosity, I uh, always tried to lift things that were heavier than what other people were lifting. So I, I've worked out ever since I was probably about 13 years old and uh, had a, a good amount of strength in the gym, but it wasn't until I was um, in my 30s before I tried to do extreme strength feats. So not only do you take part in these record-setting feats, but you also, at most of these, uh, raise funds for something. Yeah, so... Um, most of the world records I've done here in Canada have been connected with a, a charity. And so we've done uh, children's charities with Tim Hortons, McDonald's, um, the Lung Association. Uh, currently I'm doing a lot with the Alzheimer's Society. But, um, yeah, we've always uh, connected with a charity, uh, raised awareness, and raised money for um, to help, you know, people who need it. And... Uh, just a, a note, um, one time someone approached me, and it was after my, I compete in the Highland Games, that's where you toss yeah. rocks and logs and all that kind of thing, and so by September I'm pretty exhausted. Well, someone called me up and said, would you like to set another world record? <laughs> and I said, no, I'm exhausted. <laughs> and they said, it's a house. And I said, I'm in. <laughs> and how did that go? So, they... Um, closed down a couple of highways to move this house into town. It's a three-bedroom house, about the same size house I live in right now. And uh, they set it up, and Guinness came, and I had to pull the house five meters. And I think it only weighed maybe about 40 ton. But it was it still, you know, it was difficult. And uh, we raised money for Habitat for Humanity, I think on the day we raised $70,000. Wow, that's amazing. Is it common to pull a house uh, for a feat like this? Is <laughs> common? <laughs> um, I don't think it's common at all for someone to pull a house. Now, was there a record already, or did you did they make a record for you for this? Yeah, so they set up a record for me. <laughs> And, yeah. So how do you now take all of this and then incorporate this back into the church? Um, yeah, so I, I get asked this question, how, you know, how does uh, a pastor and strength go together? It, it doesn't seem to make sense. Well, as I've indicated, nothing I do makes sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I always thought, well, I've got this gift from God and its strength, and in our day and age, that's not a very useful commodity. Um, so, um, having used my strength to get records and raise money for charities and awareness and all that, I've been able to look back and go, well, thankfully this has been a blessing for a lot of people, so uh, this gift of strength, um, God knew what he was doing, and... Uh, 
I don't so much bring all this strength stuff into the church, but I bring the stuff of the church into my strength stuff. Mm-hmm. And so um, when I'm competing in the Highland Games, it's I'm busy most of the day not only competing but talking to people about their faith and about worries and concerns and and things they want help with. So um, it's pretty much a, a one-way street from God and, the, and what he has done out to where he's put me. I feel if if I were you, every sermon illustration I ever had would just be a feat of strength, right? Like, <laughs> the congregation would be like, "Oh, here we go again." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I re- I don't mention that kind of stuff at church at all, really. <laughs> Was uh, here's a question for you: Was Jesus strong or weak? Do you think? Well, in religious strength circles, he's considered the strongest man who ever lived. Nice. In that he carried the sins of the whole world upon his shoulders. So I, I, I don't think that's uh, ever going to be beaten. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> <laughs> What's next for you? Do you have anything in the in the works right now? To Any more records to be breaking? Yeah, well, um, if you've seen my picture, I look really old, and I'm getting old. Um, a strength athlete typically can last two to five years in a sport, some maybe as much as 10. I've been at it for t- over 25 years, so I've, again, had a, a career that is, is miraculous, that mm-hmm. I've not had an injury, and I still currently have my strength. And here's my philosophy. I'm going to use this gift of God as long as he's gifting it. So what's next? I don't know, but... If somebody has a good idea, get a hold of me. I might be up for it. <laughs> That's so great. I love it. <laughs> if someone does want to get a hold of you and does have something in mind or they want to learn more about you, how can they do that? Well, that's not very easy. <laughs> 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 I guess they can uh, contact my church. Um, yeah, otherwise, I really don't have an online presence. So we'll get a hold of you in Coburg then. I don't know how you guys got a hold of me, but you have good trackers. <laughs> Colleen's a great detective. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. It's really an interesting story, and I don't know. I think it'll really inspire people to just I, – I especially love the part, though, where everything that you don't necessarily enjoy, God's called you to do, and you've done it faithfully for years now. Yeah, and, and that's sort of um, part of the message I, I go around with is that um, – there's going to be more than enough naysayers, more than enough doubts rising in your own mind. And what I say is prepare yourself in the best possible way. Um, do all you can. There will be obstacles in your way, um, whether it's a fire truck or a, a Globemaster plane or a, a mountain. <laughs> but just keep going forward because um, my confirmation verse has uh, helped me and inspired me along the way in all different situations, but this one too. And it's Joshua 1 9. It's about God saying, Be strong and courageous, um, for I'm with you wherever you go. Ah. And that, that's been a great source for me. And so, what I say to people is, So it seems impossible. That should not discourage you. Go for it.
Was that your confirmation verse, did you say, like when you went through confirmation as a young person? Yeah, yeah. When I was wow. 13, 13, my uh, pastor gave me that verse at confirmation. <laughs> How fitting is that? That's amazing. <laughs> well, Reverend Doctor, Pastor Strongman Fast, we thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Oh, thank you very much. Well, that is one of the most unique Connections episodes to date, I'd say. And most interesting. <laughs> you can listen to it again online at your radio station's website.